What's up to all our sidekicks and henchfolk out there in the Geek Nation? You're currently tuning into the Cult Pop Podcast live stream, a.k.a. Spoiler Alert, episode 785, wherein we're going to review a couple of the past week's books and maybe something else. Probably something else. Definitely something else. I'm your host, Johnny Destructo of Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex, located at 4327 Main Street. Philadelphia, PA, a super rad shop which caters to the nerdy and nerd adjacent. Joining me tonight are Noel Bartocci and Brian Lieb. What's up, my nerds? Hi. Hey. Nate, you, I mean, you, you answered my question. What's up? What's up? Right. Oh, um. What's up? I'm not going to give you a literal answer and say the roof or the sky oh, or God. planes oh, or clouds. Thank you. I'll just say that it's been a long day and I'm happy to, um, Spend the last couple of hours with you guys. Oh. It's, it's this direction. No, see, asshole. <laughs> but that was not the usual. That was not the usual. The roof, the sky, right? People are always like saying a thing that is up. I took it a different way. I'm telling you what is up. It's this oh, way. I see what yeah, what yeah. is up. Yeah. It's that. It's that so way. I still mm-hmm. still so, hate it. Visual, uh, we, we are, it's a visual joke for an audio format. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. I don't, how do you even describe uh, it? I, oh. he, uh, <laughs> for, the, for the listeners, uh, Brian with his index finger pointed above his head. Right index finger. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a um, good question. Is that one of those, like, red? You can't say what red is, right? Oops. Right. Oh. You know, you need a uh, reference point. Hmm. Uh, thank you for joining us tonight, and thank you to everyone uh, who's on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch hanging out with us. If you like what we're doing, please, please, please be sure to like, comment, subscribe, and share. Um, and pipe up in the chat. Chat, because half of the fun is you chatting with us. Also, you can email us at cultpopgo at gmail.com, and uh, you can join our book club slash movie club where we hang out and... Um, it's on Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. on Zoom. Uh, if you look on Facebook, there's a group called JD's Hero Complex Book Club. Tomorrow night, we're going to be talking about Jeff Lemire's Sentient. Um, by oh gosh, what's the what's the artist's name? Walta. Gabriel Walta. Gabriel Walta. Thank you. Uh, from TKO Publishing. Uh, we don't have any emails, but why don't we talk a little bit? About Disney Plus's Ms. Marvel TV show that just dropped this week. The first episode, kaplunked right into our midst. And uh, each of us watched it. Who wants to go first? Noel does. Go. Oh, I'll go. Um, uh, Ms. Marvel was um, very delightful. Uh, it, I was, I was off, off, cam- off camera, off mic. I was just telling Brian. Um, there are times when um, something is written about 
teenagers by adults and it feels like it's almost talking at you or to you or uh, a facsimile of and there's sometimes where they really capture the voice and it feels authentic and that's not meaning that it's juvenile like it's four kids it just actually felt like an authentic voice and Aman Vellani who plays Kamala Khan is just so goddamn delightful and the the show the show was more visually engaging than I gave it that, that I was expecting like yeah uh, the way yeah the way that they handled uh text on screen the way that they handled just mm-hmm. visual flourishes the way that she excitedly talks through things is visually represented in the actual like editing of the show it's it was just really good it was really strong yeah yeah no I really liked it um some though some is talking about the authenticity of the the teen the teen uh lingo i guess or like interactions i saw another guy about my age i'm in my 40s who was like well i understood everything they were saying so i don't i can't imagine it was that accurate (laughs) um the joke of course being that i guess when he hears teenagers talking most of the time he's going what are they saying i don't even know what (laughs) half of this stuff is um it was like a self-deprecating but i really enjoyed the scott pilgrim of it all visually the graffiti on the background as they're walking and talking is moving and um Yeah, the way she the way she like lays out the plan for the evening is very in line with Ant Man's uh, little buddy whose name I forget. Elise. Yeah. Elise. Yeah, my favorite yeah. part of that whole movie. Uh, so yeah, uh, I thought it was fun. I'm not entirely sure I love it yet. I love its existence, and I think it's very important. And I did have a good time watching it, but I don't think it's too far above really good CW shows yet. Um, like in the, in the, when the CW DC shows first started, like the flash, uh, and arrow, I was really into those. I thought those were really quite good. And I think this is around slightly higher than that level. That's where I'm at. Um, which is not what I'm used to from the, cause I actually enjoy the Marvel TV shows so far. Uh, I know some people out there don't really care for them, but, um, I think they're quite good, but this isn't quite top tier Marvel TV for me yet. Brian. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd say I like it. I like this episode about as much as I've liked the, you know, the, the ones, the top tier of the Marvel TV shows so far. Um, it, not that much happened in this one. You know, it takes a while for her to, for her to get her powers and for stuff to get going. There's a lot of like character work. Um, and that is all really cool. Like she's really enjoyable to watch. Her friend is enjoyable to watch. Um, and the, what you guys were saying, the, the visual stuff in the background that is, uh, she, she's an artist in story, uh, so it's a cool reason to do that kind of thing. Like to have, the, and she's a dreamer, and so as she's explaining her dreams, they appear as art styles, you know, in behind her and around them, uh, which is pretty cool. I think I've said it on this podcast before, but I like the idea that she has energy-based powers mm-hmm. because... Stretching and growing powers never made sense to me that she was calling herself Captain Marvel, Mr. Fantastic aside. But, oh, sorry, Ms. Marvel. Uh, but I like the fact, you know, she's got, she's got energy-based powers. She can kind of fly or, you know, move through the air, that kind of thing. It really seems to befit a Marvel character um, more so. Right. And uh, I agree. Uh, yeah. I know a lot of people were complaining about it before the show 
uh, even aired. What? That's insane! I've never heard of behavior like that from the internet, but they um, were really upset that they changed her powers, and I said, as long as it feels like Kamala Khan, I don't yeah. really care how yeah. her powers manifest. Oh, um, I've never yeah. actually been particularly interested in her stretchy, her embiggening. Yeah. As far as a power set is concerned, I'm just like, ah, all right, not I guess that that's powerful fine. to be a, right. to be a part of the Marvel <laughs> group, you know. Uh, I I liked um I liked the change um uh because it her embiggening is was like a manifestation of inhum, of inhumanity, and this seems to be more in line with her culture, which I think is really cool. Mm. Um, because it. Like she even defines the bracelet or gauntlet or whatever it ends up actually being as um, a piece of her that she's bringing to her cosplay, which okay. I thought was just a really really good character touch. And yeah, in, in speaking of like the, um, have either of you guys had the opportunity to actually read through her run, the G Willow Wilson run? I have not done so. I, I will say the experience of reading it was not unlike the experience of this of this show thus far, where it just is competent it feels slight but it's enjoyable and then three or four issues in you're like i can't put this down i'm not exactly sure when it became uh unstoppable but it just did like almost in the background it became incredibly strong like it doesn't this run did not shoot out of the out of a cannon but it ended up kind of becoming one of the best things i was reading at the time it just it just like sunk its teeth in and the, the pace of that first episode really does kind of mirror it, where it almost feels like nothing happens, but then two in, you're just like, this is the best thing I've ever seen. What's going on? Yeah. When did that happen? Yeah, the, so I'm, I'm really hoping for that. book is really good. There's two comic y type things that I enjoyed. The one, um, Ms. Marvel, Carol Danvers' Ms. Marvel costume uh, that one of the other costumes oh, yeah. was wearing. That was, was funny. Cool. And uh, I like that she has a gauntlet, which is kind of like the Negabands, you know, yes. which I, uh, Captain I, I, I thought that's what we were getting when I saw yeah. the I was a little trailer. disappointed there weren't two of them, honestly. Yeah. But I'm like, oh, that's okay, I guess. Maybe yeah. there's another one floating around. Maybe. Ooh. There are two quantum bands, and right. it's, it's yeah. in canon that one does not have, like, they have been separated before. Ah, so maybe that could be uh, either way. Again. I, I just I really liked I really liked the um, they they did some of the embiggening stuff in her power set too, where mm -hmm. she like reaches mm -hmm. out and yep. like manifests yeah, yeah. a hand and all kinds of things. So like I'm super down with it, and I really really do like her mom's kind of reaction to the to the wristband. I like I oh, want so all of these things. No, I wasn't. Yeah, really. I, that feels that feels right. Um, I did. Oh. Boy, man, I, like I was just so sad when like they were trying to be supportive yeah. and join in and the dad gets all green like the Hulk and like they'll both go as the Hulks and like they were really excited to be a yeah. part of whatever this is that that Kamala you know Avenger Con um, and so they reach out in that way and then she just is like she makes them feel real shitty about it See, and I was just like oh that got me right in my heart I felt bad about that too like and she, the character, felt bad about it. But I also, as they were presenting the Hulk thing, it was like, you are not listening to your daughter. You are not accepting her for who she is. You are, uh, like, she already told you what she wants to go as. You didn't even look at the mm -hmm. costume. And, uh, like, it was it was a shame uh, that she hurt their feelings like that. But, uh, mm -hmm. like, the dad going as the Hulk is one thing. 
But no, I just, the mom really was, uh, I, I just, unsupportive and, and confining, yeah. you know? Yeah. I, yeah. Moms, I, sometimes I, mom do be like that. I know, right? Um, but yeah. so she learns a thing or two. Rob popped in on the chat. Uh, under our under the cult pop podcast because he's Rob uh, need the embiggening for the body dysmorphia played in the comic because you know puberty and I would argue that you don't need a metaphor for female young female uh, body dysmorphia in a show I just don't think you probably need that because it's already kind of ingrained in her characterization it's even just yeah. the trying on the dresses was you're too short for that or yeah. like she literally stands in the mirror thinking that what she's wearing is revealing and puts a sash around it, a la old school Miss Marvel costume. So yeah. I don't think you need the metaphor personally. Um, yeah. Sushan and I were watching it and we were going, just show your mother your, co-. she's like, she's, you know, they come into the bedroom and yeah, she's yeah. got her thing all covered up. And I'm like, just show her that you're wearing a gigantic leather coat. See, that I, think, painted. I think it's she not, still would have had a problem with it, but it's like form fitting. And yeah. all of her other clothes were, very baggy. When she's in gym yeah. class, all of the other kids are in like gym clothes and she's got baggy sweatshirt and sweatpants. Oh, I you didn't know. notice you that. Know, that yeah. was, that. I, when, I, you guys just reminded me, this is the last point I'll make about the show. Um, in the comic, when her yes, she powers manifest, she is such a super fan of Carol Danvers that she unintentionally makes herself look like Miss Marvel for like yeah. a day. Because she is, you know, she morphs and moves and embiggens. She subconsciously makes herself look like Miss Marvel, which to her is the embodiment of beauty and strength. And it was just such a really, and she didn't know how to turn it off. So she's like, for half of the issue, speaking as Kamala looking like Carol. And I thought that was really, really cool. That's obviously something they can't really do here, but that was just such a cool moment. I, I don't know. Yeah. I'm wondering if Brie Larson will show up. Actually, maybe like the last cool. episode where she yeah, yeah. she comes in cool. mid credit sequence, but, like I have a mission yeah. or some bullshit. You guys saw the, mid- the end credit sequence for this, right? I almost yeah. didn't fast forward because they don't always do it in the shows. What was it? Uh, uh, there's two presumably agents who are like it's it's the damage control agents from uh, Far From Home or No Way. Oh, Home. right. Yes. Oh, yes, I yes. didn't recognize them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they're the ones who brought Peter in for questioning. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, actually, that's a good point. No, I really liked that scene. It, it's almost too quick in the comic book when she first gets her powers and she immediately manifests her whole body to look like Carol Danvers, white, blonde lady. Yeah. And then she eventually is like, has to realize that she needs to be herself and that she is just as, you know, um, um, I guess uh, that's what I'm looking for. Like, um, you know, she accepts her own her own physicality as opposed to wanting to be blonde and white. Um, but they kind of blow through it real quick. There she is. Yeah. So, it's, the anyway. cliff, it's the cliffhanger for the first issue. And then the yeah. second issue, she is Carol. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. Let us know what you guys thought. If you watch Miss Marvel yeah. episode one. Uh, I'm definitely going to be watching it. You know, oh. it's it's on the list of things to watch, like Obi Wan and more um, Stranger Things. Fun fact: the uh, the directors for like three of these episodes, including this first one, uh, the directing duo of Bilal and Adil. I, I forget. They did um, Bad Boys for Life, which is surprisingly enjoyable. Um, they are directing the Batgirl movie with Leslie Grace. Oh yeah. Oh. So cool. these fun visual flourishes and stuff. Imagine them also in DC very shortly. 
Um, all right, let's move on to the comic books. Okay. Start with Ast- Astronaut Down Number One from Aftershock, written by James Patrick with art by Rubin. Douglas Spitzer wants to be one of the astronauts selected for the crucial mission Pulitzer. And just like Ast- and just like astronauts like Buzz Aldrin and Sally Ride, Douglas is brave, adaptable, and self-sacrificing. He's one of the program's best candidates. But if he qualifies, Douglas won't be traveling through space. He'll be launched into alternate realities on a desperate mission to save Earth from a horrific crisis that has our world on the brink of extinction. On the... On a, Expunction. Unfortunately, it's a mission where everything will go wrong, where Douglas's training and very humanity will be put to the test, and where a deep-seated secret could sabotage everything. I am glad I didn't read this solicitation for the book. I just opened it up, and I started reading it, and it took me a while. I was like, oh, I don't know. But then we find out what's going on with Earth, the the the, cat, the cataclysm of all of this, uh, or the what? What's the word I'm looking for? Is it cataclysm? No. Cataclysm the cataclysm doesn't apply. It does apply. started like, all of this. What is it like? A quantum and, uh, cancer? I forget what yeah, they call it. Yeah, quantum the book. cancer. So insane. Yeah. What a cool idea! And so they built up these barriers. Um, it, it sort of presents visually as a flood, but it's all—it's like a quantum it, rewriting of. It's, it's your, like the of blob. What you are. Right? Like, it's like oh, the blob so cool. that just, like, amasses and slowly takes over things. It's, it was gross. And, um, and we're, we're swiftly running out of time because the, the, the domes that we have built around these cities, there's, like, 14 in the entire world left, uh, are, are only able to survive the onslaught for a certain amount of time, and then they collapse and the millions of people in, inside die. So, basically, uh, we're sending these astronauts into alternate realities so for some reason. I'm not quite sure. Does anyone know how this will help them? No, it's it's not clear yet. Okay. Um, but me. yeah, just the, the, yeah, yeah. the way that the issue reveals information as you go through it, it's revelation after revelation after revelation. And then the cliffhanger at the end, I was like, oh, this is cool as hell. This is some fun sci-fi. I'm on board. What did you think, Brian? Uh, so I knew that both of you guys liked it a lot going into it. And... I think maybe I would have liked to have read that solicit beforehand um, because I was not that interested until the last couple of pages when it's like, oh, he's going into another reality. That's interesting. Um, So, yeah, I would have liked that to happen like halfway through this book, uh, which is something I find that I've been thinking of a lot of the number one issues that we've read recently, like, uh, I don't know if it's just a similarity in pacing or whatever, but a lot of them have been doing their thing on the last two pages or the last page, like the thing that the book is about. Um, and um, yeah, I didn't, I, I didn't really get into the what the cause of this is, uh, and the the astronauts going through their thing, you know, like um, interviews and that kind of thing. But um, by the end of it, that last couple of pages, I was like, oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. No. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I, uh, I kind of, I, well, obviously I, I share GD's kind of impression of it, but I, I can see what you mean. Like this is a, this is the, 
this is a very strong example of a slow burn, but it's not, it's not boring. It's just almost meandering. Like it, it, it skirts the line or it dances on the cliff of, of losing you a couple times, but not in a bad way. I'm not exactly sure what makes this very different so much as the fact that like they, they keep giving you really interesting breadcrumbs as opposed to being intentionally obtuse. Do you know what I mean? Like that's the way I took it. Yes. It's like, we are revealing our information a little bit at a time, but we're not, we're not doing Bolero. Yeah. Where it's like, look how, look how self-important we are. Cause it's up to you. Like, no, fuck you. Tell me a story. Like you could do it slowly or you could do it quickly, but as long as it still keeps like giving me those breadcrumbs. And honestly, by halfway through the book, I was just interested in, I was mostly interested in Douglas, our main astronaut, our main character, and why the other scientist was apprehensive about him. So like for me, that was the central mystery because he's acing all these, all these tests and she keeps kind of pulling him back and we don't know why. So like I was only really focusing on that thread and then the book in the last third just kind of smacks me with this other stuff and I didn't know anything about the multiversality of it or the, the alternate timeline stuff. Mm-hmm. And I still have no idea how they're going to, I don't know, quantumly untangle or unfuck themselves by visiting another, like that's just, I, I don't know how this is gonna go. And the only reason why I was even like privy or, or keyed in on this book is because the the writer is the guy that did um, Kaiju Score, which I oh. enjoyed. So okay. it's like a creator that's that kind of... That makes me of, want to go back and, and read Kaiju Score now. A creator that's kind of on the radar now and trying different things. So I gave it a shot and I thought I thought it was it was worth reading. Yeah. I like that um, last line. The, <laughs> I like that I overcooked the chicken is the title of the story and also yes. I think comes up once in the oh, middle of the of it, the comic. It also it also comes yeah, it goes it comes up in in moments of stress while he's going through simulations. It's mm. almost like that gets a flash. So yeah. I don't know, it implies that he's been closer and closer to being able to do this over anyone else or the like I don't I, there's enough super good nuggets in here to like keep me tr- keep me going right even, I, I, even that little nugget uh the i overcooked the chicken we start we get these little flashes of this woman talking to him um and i had assumed it was someone he lost in the cancering of the physics mm. of the world mm. um so the fact that we find out that it's this alternate reality that he's leaped his he's quantum leaped to um i was like oh that's, that's kind of cool it was a nice little um switcheroo for me um, and then I don't, Rob said, fuck you. Tell me a story needs to be on a t-shirt. JD, make it a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can even like put an asterisk at the U like, fuck you. Tell me a story. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely on board <laughs> for this. I really enjoyed this first issue. This is fun, was for, a surprise. This is fun for me. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to the next book. I'll tell you what it is. It's dark crisis. Number one from DC comics written by Joshua Williamson with art by Daniel Samperi. Crisis on Infinite Earths, Infinite Crisis, Final Crisis, and now Dark Crisis. The epic event years in the making is finally here. Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, and the rest of the Justice League are dead. The remaining heroes are left to protect the world from an onslaught 
of violent attacks by DC's greatest villains. Can the legacy heroes step out of the shadows of the classic heroes to form a new Justice League? And will that be enough to stop a darkness greater than everything they've ever faced from destroying everything? Don't miss out on the first issue of the blockbuster event of the summer. This was just fine. <laughs> I was not super wowed by it. Um, I, I also didn't care about the death of the Justice League issue. I thought that was just fine. But I was kind of curious about this because I always love... And I, I, always, I always sort of hiccup when I come to this word. Uh, legacy characters. DC legacy characters. I'm always happy to see new Superman and Batman and GLs and Flashes and what have you. That's my jam, man. I love that shit. So uh, the fact that we were getting a new Justice League, I was like, oh, all right, I'm into this. Uh, but then mostly this is a Teen Titans book, I think, by the end of it, which is also fine because I also the original love these legacy Teen characters. Titans. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that didn't bother me at all. And the art is very nice. Uh, I do think that this is a solid first issue and <laughs> should definitely have been the first issue, yeah. not the Road to Justice League. Or, I'm sorry, Road to Dark Crisis that came out last week, which was I mean, uh, just totally forgettable. This is this is almost like the eighth issue because it was Justice League 75 and then the Free Comic Book Day prologue and then um, Road to Dark Crisis, which was like, a four issue anthology because it was like a bunch of little stories and now this. Mm. So it's, and then those were preceded by justice incarnate and infinite frontier. I feel like we gave up on, we've been on this road for better or worse for like, I mean, it's only been like maybe a year and a half, but it feels like 17 or 18 years now. Like mm. death metal ended, uh, in, Ought four. I, I don't remember. Like, just forever ago. Mm. Uh, um, what did you think of it, though? Oh, um, so, I think I liked it a little bit more than you did, to my surprise. So, I feel that this is a tale of two books. One I loved, and the other one I don't give a shit about. Um, so, 85, no, 90, 95% of it, I loved. I loved these legacy characters uh, making mistakes, failing upwards, uh, desperately trying to fill a void. I, I loved the, uh, some are approaching it with um, denial, some are approaching it with individualism, some are approaching it with like an any which way but loose, like John Kent. I loved every single page of this whole thing. And then just like that wonderful realization like smash cut to we both know who's supposed to be leading the Justice League to uh, fucking Nightwing, Nightwing. Uh, Dick Grayson. Yeah. I was just like, yes, this book is the best thing that could happen to DC right now. It's amazing. It's great. And then the last two pages with all the pariah fuckery and I, I just I stopped caring like off of a cliff. I am so disinterested in the multiverse aspect of this story right now because one, I don't understand it. Even though I read all of that other stuff, I still do not understand the role of Pariah, this darkness, his dark army, and how they're going to use the already occurred deaths of the Justice League to destroy the multiverse. I don't understand any of it. But I also don't care because that other part of the story is all that really matters to me. So I don't know. Like, I'm... I'm super mixed bag right now because I fear yeah, I don't think we're that supposed this book to 
cool. I I just feel that I fear that this book is going to turn into what I don't want versus all this amazing that they just gave me. Does that make cool. sense? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Brian, what did you think? I liked it. Um, yeah, I enjoyed the whole thing. I enjoyed the Briah fuckery um, <laughs> in that there's some multiverse stuff coming, right? And I like multiverse stuff usually. I'm also not sure that that is the already occurred deaths of the Justice League or the still living Justice League. Um, right. I'm not. I'm not sure. Which I would like because I don't think any of the three of us or potentially anyone else is under the impression that these characters are dead or are going to stay dead, right? So I like it. Like I mentioned the other day when, when Batman seemed to die, we saw that he wasn't dead. And it was like, all right, look, we know you don't think he's dead, but we're going to tell a story where the characters think that he is. Um, I also just noticed Pariah's symbol with the three Earths. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah. That's fun, I didn't, right? I didn't see that the first time around. Um, so you know, I he's like... He's got a little bit of the... Um, what's his name? Um, oh, what's that guy from the original... Um, anti-monitor. The anti-monitor. Yeah, the anti-monitor. yeah, yeah. Um, and we'll see what goes on with him. I don't think he's even the one that's really pulling the strings, right? Haven't they hinted that he is... Uh, yeah, um, in, in, both, in both Justice Incarnate... And the last week's road to DC. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It was implied that there's something else, yeah, and yeah. I, I like it's. This is one of those. You know what this kind of feels like to me? Um, we've talked about this before, where there's a a last page reveal, and you're like, mm-hmm. "Who's that? I am I supposed to know who that is? I I don't. I'm I'm excited, I guess, but I, I don't know who that is. You know, like you don't like, know Pariah. No, I'm talking about just. Thematically, oh, like when the yeah, when yeah. the reveal at the end is like not talking to you or not like hitting mm. your member berries, you're like, mm. I guess it's important. Um, flash, uh, flashpoint beyond. Like with the kid, like the kid with the, the raccoon the hat. So you're just like, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, hey, right. there I you mean, are, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 That's hey, look, one of the look who's I was, I guess, it's I, little slugger. And I, I'm, I like, I usually love, like, I. I actually reread Infinite Crisis very recently, and I love <sighs> the big multiversal stuff. I really do. Um, but I guess I just, I almost felt like whiplash because I loved the first chunk of this book so much. Like, I love legacy characters making it work. And I know that yeah. yes. death doesn't mean anything in comic books, but like to me, the best example of it is the death of Captain America. It literally, it only lasted for 24 issues. But it almost felt like he was more important when he was dead because everyone was trying to fill the void. And I want to read two years worth of all of these legacy characters trying to fill the void because I feel like that's almost more important to the DC trilogy or Trinity more than just another, you know, Tony S. Daniel run of Batman. See, I enjoyed the the beginning part of the book, but I was finding myself thinking like, is this a, is this a crisis? You yeah. Know? This I don't is know. like a thing that is happening in the DC universe, but <sighs> usually, uh, like I even felt that about final crisis a little bit. I was like, Ugh. was this really, was this really in the mold of uh, crisis on infinite earths or infinite crisis or any of that kind of like, 
there's a specific type of largeness to those stories. Um, but yeah, I liked it. I, uh, I mean the beginning part of it. Um, I like seeing the legacy characters fill in. I thought it was also cool that, uh, Hal Jordan and Wally West are still around. You know, you've got yes. a couple of the, yeah. of the older guard, and uh, still around. The elder statesmen, um, go about their business as, as like, I am, I, it feels oddly true instead of they could be stepping up as leaders, especially how, but it, mm. it feels oddly true or realistic, like parents not necessarily taking the teen or the young one seriously. Like, no, no, it's important for us to do this. Like you go ahead and do that. We're actually going to work the crime scene. Like yeah. it's, it's invalidating in a very realistic way without being just assholes. I yeah. thought that was a really good scene. Um, although I don't know that I would want to read two years of all of them gone, <laughs> but those two, those two years of stories would probably be good. Yeah. If it was like the other stuff was also still happening. Um, you know what I mean? Like looking back, those two years of collected stories could make really good trade paperbacks. But for all of those characters to be gone for oh, two years. Well, I mean, uh, they're not actually I'm, gone right now either because they're right. all still in their own books. And hey, they like will we were be talking about a while. Forever. Oh, that's true too. They yeah. are still in their own books. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. Superman is on War World and he will be yeah, for the next like yeah. 18 years. Um, yeah. Batman is about to start a new run with Chip Zdarsky that I don't know when right, it's going right, to take right. place, but who cares? Uh, yeah, so then bring it on. Yeah, um, like, yeah. they could get yeah. rid of these characters for a while. And also, too, like... They could. DC has, like, 18 different labels now. So, I mean, there's going to be 18 Batman books a month, no matter what, whether he's mm. dead or not. So, like, mm. I, I, like... I, I want them to stick with... I, as much as, like, I do or don't like the New 52, at least for a while, they stuck with it. Like... Mm they really committed to it for about five years before messing with it a little bit. Like just commit to something for a couple of years and then, yeah. and then we'll go from there. Mm. Yeah. I've I think DC is a lot better about that than they were a few years ago. Like for a little while there, it was like every, every two years there was a massive change that, you know, like a new direction of stories and it felt very scattershot for a while, you know? I, the last five years of DC were have been a little rough in regards... And I think that's just, like, direction. They've only rebooted once in those five years, but... Yeah, it's not always a reboot. But it, but there have been, like, lots of, like, line shifts. What was it? Uh, after... Re, it was DCU and, or, and then Rebirth and then post-Metal and then the Justice League right. and then post-Metal... I think post Age Death Metal, Age of Heroes, Death Metal itself was the only reboot, but mm. they had like a couple different like line wide reorganization rebirth. I think technically since, it was like a it wasn't a reboot, but it was like a line wide yeah, reorg yeah, yeah. kind of thing, an yeah. adjustment certainly yeah. to continuity also. But um, I think since the end of Death Metal, what they've been doing has been like nailing it, like really solid. Um, and they have stuck with that. It hasn't been that long, but uh, uh, yeah, I think they're into like core DC stuff. Um, and 
Robert Munro Jr. mentions, uh, when they kill characters that we know uh, aren't really going to die, it doesn't interest me. He says, we went through all of this with the death of Superman. I'd rather read something else. And do you guys think that they just killed Nightwing? Or even Beast Boy? No. Yeah. No. I mean, Beast uh, Boy, maybe. Wait. Beast Boy's yeah, harder to get was, out of. He was in front of a bomb. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. Nightwing's fine. Beast Boy, I would not be surprised if they killed him. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's um, a Blue Beetle be, yeah. level... They did that with um, Infinite Crisis, which yeah. I was yeah. I was a, I was about to say, Noel. Uh, I was about to bring up uh, Infinite Crisis because, man, I have fond memories of that whole series. Mm-hmm. What a great, what a great Crisis that oh, was! I love also, that. Also, uh, for anyone in the market, well, I mean, I think it's out of print, but it, it'll come back. Uh, Infinite Crisis, the omnibus. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, events that large with so many fill or so many like side stories, it's in the book mapped or printed as separate chunks, the infinite crisis omnibus is all in chronological order. So you jump from issues of like OMAC projects mm. to, uh, mm. uh, the secret six to this, to that, like that's cool. around. That is cool. That's so it's almost, be. it's almost like you're reading it as it was published as opposed to yeah. like, here's six issues of this. And then like yeah, you yeah. backtrack and here's six. Issues. So like when you get to the event, of the actual mm, Infinite Crisis it's event. It's like, it's like, issue. well, mm. I mean, it's also mapped differently. It's like issues one and two, and then a couple of tie-ins, and mm. then issue three, and then a couple more tie-ins, and then four and five. Like, it's, Ooh, it's, yeah. a lo- it's the long road around, but it's a much more fulfilling read. Yeah. I think those tie-ins were, was that, uh, I forget which, I don't think it was this, the Superman and the Legion of Superheroes with the three different legions. Oh, yeah. Legion of Three Worlds. Yeah. Is that Infinite Crisis? Nope. It's Final Crisis. It was a later no. event. What? It's Final Crisis. What was that for? Oh, by George was that Final Crisis? No kidding. Oh, yeah, I right. think you're right. I thought it was later. Right. Uh, yeah, that was good, I, though. That time was awesome. It's, it's right that there. That was good. It's Legion yeah. of Three Worlds, yeah. Yeah, Legion of Three Worlds. That was great. Um, Rob says, Barry Allen is the only one who has ever felt dead dead. True. In DC. Although, mm. uh, I guess yeah, I guess you're right. I was going to say well, Harold, but no. Yeah. Well, how was I mean, Sue Dippy's dead dead? Uh, oh. Yeah. I mean, and she, there's some other though. characters that are not yeah. main <laughs> characters, but are, you know, notable side characters that have been dead for a while. But, yeah, I guess I can't um, think of anyone else. Batman is, uh, you know, talking about how uh, characters are still just doing their things in their own books. Batman is forming an LLC. That's what all dead people do. Yeah. And Rob, Rob Liefeld can fix it all, according to Rob Liefeld. I mean, I would, I would <laughs> love, guy. I would love for DC to call his bluff and just like Rob, go, do anything you I want. Would not love fi- that. Hang on, I call his bluff and fix our line. And then two months in, when he has a fucking tantrum online and doesn't finish anything, we can all just say, "See, you are a hack." Just that like, guy hey. has not fixed anything in because he tweeted that recently. Like, oh, He's give not, it to me, I'll fix it. He hasn't fixed anything since X Force, right? Like, no, he like, jumped on the X Force, and that was like hmm. that jumped in. The, every, everyone loved it. Um, and then that that's, that was the last thing he fixed. He's been riding the Deadpool train for like, thirty years now. And de- yeah, yeah, like forty years ago. You guys didn't. Yeah. Nobody said anything about my retitling on the bottom. It's oh, I did laugh about it. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I saw it uh, went. That's funny. Yeah. But not out loud. 
Anyway. Uh, it says Pariah Fuckery number one from DC Comics for all you listeners. That's what I'm going to call this series from now on. I think we should follow this series because I think there's enough good yeah, in here. Okay. Well, there's yeah. enough There's enough like good in here that's a needy in here. That I think we're all rooting yeah. for it, but we are all also have like misgivings. Like, so I also want to catch up on Wonder Girl, like the Yara Floor series yeah. that she's been in. It's over. The Future State stuff was the best of the Future State comics. Yeah. And I, but then I haven't read a single I issue of her series one. since is, then. Um, yeah. <laughs> Even though I was like, I like this girl. I'm going to read all yeah. her stuff. Well, I guess guys, we're the problem. Uh, it got canceled early because of, of people like us who liked it but yeah. then stopped ah, reading shoot. it. So uh, it's going to be collected soon. I think uh, the future state issues and then one through seven of the series that was canceled early. And in the in oh, the no. trial of the yeah, it was only seven issues. In the trial of the Amazons, they I guess gave her a new status quo of officially Wonder Girl, but mm. she doesn't have a book. I don't know what they're doing that with their next. That makes me sad. Mm, oh, sucks. I should have read it. I'm sorry, Yara. Yeah. I mean, technically, Although, to be fair, I was I still ordering it. them for the store. Right. Like, I, I purchased I, it. I don't think me not reading it affected uh, yeah. <laughs> the continuation. Tomato, of the tomato. None of us. <laughs> all of us put money towards her, but have no idea where she is now. So, uh, so did you read her issue seven? No, I read up to issue Does four. It? Oh, okay. um, I was curious oh, to see if so they like wrapped it up. They the. I stopped reading it. I stopped reading it because it was a very slow-paced book. Um, up till four, she still wasn't Wonder Girl yet. Oh, really? Um, yeah, that's a long time. Uh, it was a. It was like a long. It was a long. Uh, it was a long yeah. origin. Uh, but then issue seven leads right into the trial of the Amazons, and she has like two one shots in there. Um, so. So there's only three oh, issues okay. of her. As it's Wonder like Girl. a. It's uh, something like. I mean, you could check yeah. the math on me later. All I know well, is that yeah, it, was, but, it was a yeah, slow yeah. progression. Yeah. Uh, I mean, to be fair, Peter Parker and, and yeah. Ultimate Spider-Man wasn't Spider-Man for like yeah, nine goddamn Also, to be Spider fair, Man, it's Spider-Man, Spider-Man was already around. I was not <laughs> reading that in issues. I read that in trades. I was. So. And even then, I was like, this is taking a long time. When is yeah. he going to get his It was suit, seven issues. You know? yeah. It was the first yeah. arc of seven issues. And he's yeah. not Spider-Man in any of them except the last issue. Ah, when he gets us it, he doesn't have any webs. That's right. That's great. <laughs> Skybound presents After School, number one, from Image Comics, written by Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead, with art by Greg Hinkle. Morals have eroded. Your kids are out of control. Skybound's new horror anthology is going to teach those teens a lesson. This... <laughs> This debut issue presents a standalone cautionary tale soaked in blood and tears. Nora's anxiety prevented her from approaching high school with any degree of confidence. That is, until she adopted Janie, an emotional support dog with a winning smile and a killer secret. But just how far will Nora go to keep her new life? I didn't read. I Man, yes, I like not mm-hmm. reading solicitations before books for the most part. Um... After school number one was great. This was my shit. This I really like this book. Highly recommend it right off the bat. Uh, I, Benson and Moorhead. Why do I know that name? Those names. They are the writers directors of <laughs> Spring, The Endless, Marvel's <gasps> Moon Knight. Um, oh, all right. Um, I loved um, Re- Resolution. Endless and uh, oh, Resolution was dope. There's another one. It's spring resolution. Oh, I didn't realize those were the same dudes. 
um, spring resolution, the endless something yes. else. Every single one of everything that they've ever been involved in is a banger. Just straight up. Um, yeah, man. Uh, well, that, yep. It, that nails it. That's, yep. This is great. I love this. Uh, the art is great. I don't know. Was it Greg Hinkle? Greg Hinkle's mm-hmm. killing it on this issue with Giovanna Nero uh, on colors. Just a really nice looking book. The art style reminds me a little bit of maybe Basketful of Heads. Um, this is awesome. I really like this. We meet this dog. And the first thing I go, I was like, oh, look at that dog. The dog doesn't have any ink lines. There's no black ink on the dog, um, which is kind of a neat effect. Something and, kind of alien about it. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and man, there's some really fun, like gross body horror stuff happening in this book. This was great. I really liked it. Um, I liked the revelation of what was going on. Um, yeah, this was awesome. And then what she has to do in order to uh, save the day, I guess, uh, is pretty Ish. pretty gross. Yeah. 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 This was all. I love this. This is great. What did you guys think? No. Um, I I I fucking loved it. Um, I loved it. I it, it's it's cosmic body <laughs> horror, um, but it's funny and it's sweet. Um, I, this is so weird. This book was so weird. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I, I was just, oh, um, I was sitting in our living room reading it and just like audibly making noises. And my wife is like, what are you reading? I'm like, I can't really explain this. Uh, but right now the alien dog is building a, uh, a gate made out of other animal parts and technology in order to get like just fucking weird shit. Uh, and she's she like she made a weird face, and I was just like, "But it's really sweet. Like it's a sweet book so far." Yeah. Like yeah. I, this. I don't know if this would even work in other mediums. This felt like a like an episode of uh, the Twilight Zone. Mm. <clears throat> like I, I don't want it any longer. I don't know if I want it any shorter. This is just. This was great. I love yeah. this. Yeah. Uh, what did you think, Brian? I liked it a lot too. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I noticed that. Yes, it's the, There's a it's quorum? the triple this time. Hey! Yes. We've done it. We're done. That's it. Unanimous. Show over. The podcast is over, not just for tonight. <laughs> um, Tell us more. Uh, so I also noticed the difference in the dog, although I didn't pin it as no ink lines. I was like, oh, that dog is kind of washed out. Mm-hmm. But I thought that's very cool. You know, it's a very cool visual difference that you don't know why it's happening in the beginning, you know, uh, which is nice. And I was enjoying it. And then when they got to the scene with the dog standing up in the kitchen, smoking a cigarette after the previous night, uh, the girl's mom asking if she was smoking and they're like, this is the payoff of that on its hind legs with a, with a mug. Shit. Uh, I was like, oh, this is awesome. <laughs> this is really cool. And I like that dog's attitude. Like it's this, it's this uh, terrible and terrifying conqueror that is helping this girl out because, you know, he's there with her, trapped in the dog and trying to get home. It's not, doesn't have anything against the girl, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I think takes a shine to her a little bit by the end. Um, and uh, but, uh, the characterization of the dog with that hard edge is very cool. And I like the story of what happens with the girl. You know, she's in her shell and then the dog helps. 
and presumably that health remains. Um, so you guys, whose spine did she take? <laughs> they were there. so that was there was, was just a, there was a little somebody, bit of right? there was a little bit of rust pacing at the end because this is a one shot. Yes. Um, yeah. They are at the hospital building this machine, and they do a really really quick transition to she goes to the morgue. Okay, I thought it was yeah. an existing body that yeah yeah it was a body okay. that was there at the morgue, and she was just like you need yeah. a spine. We're in a hospital. I'll get you a spine. I get. I'll go get one for you. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. So it was really cool. I'm also interested in, in this last page, but this is a one shot. Yeah. You guys say. Yeah. That's All it. right. So who knows what happens from here? I but, like uh, it, this. There's such a um. It again. It feels like a like an episode of like Tales from the Crypt, but sci-fi, where it gives you that kind of like not such a happy ending, and you're like, mm. oh, okay. You know, like she <laughs> she made a deal with the devil for the most part. Like, it, yeah, it, it's still confidence in her, but she's a conquering mm. queen alien. Like that, I guess so. I, you, I thought she just wanted to go back and conquer her own place. And she wanted to go back and get her army. Yeah. <laughs> um, this I do have a question. Goes. Yeah. I do have a question. On the screen here, we've got this hospital ER room mm-hmm. or OR, mm-hmm. and there is a building-sized dog peeking its head through the window from outside. Yeah. That's true. What it is, is happening there? Uh, I think it's just a. Why weird... is that dog? I think it's on the ground floor, and that dog, which has been drawn very large previously, is a bit out of its other scale. It's just yeah, in, it's, in it's just slightly picture. bigger. Like, they're not. They're, that's a ground floor. The the squirrel is on a desk, not the floor. Wait, no. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's on the. Oh yeah. Because oh, okay, yeah. the, the 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 surface of where the squirrel is is at her knee. It's just, it's a little awkward. That dog is yeah. like, it's I'm not crazy to be like, though. That looks like no. it's a second floor it does. and the dog is. Once you pointed in. it out, it's a gigantic dog. <laughs> yeah, well, like, the, yeah. yeah, so like, look in the next panel, look at the dog. It's essentially like a giant Marmaduke style dog, but yeah, that yeah. one panel, it looks a little off. Yeah. Just just a touch too big. 10% too much dog. Yeah. Just 10%. Marmaduke been up to recently. Uh, do a whole episode devoted to Marmaduke. Yeah, let's, let's all read Marmaduke. It's current. This was like E.T. Mate's thing. Uh, I, I, this mm. was awesome. I loved this. Oh, I yeah. actually, also, I, I tried to give it, I gave it to like three people at the store. Or like oh, got awesome. them to try and read it. Like, here, just take this. Just yeah. take this one issue. Read this. I also like it the, the very last page here uh, where they're, they're uh, what's the word? Um, they're aliens, so they are invading. Mm-hmm. But they rip through the comic book page. The way they're coming in is to rip oh, through paper. Oh, I didn't. Uh, oh, I thought it was like a tear and yeah. just reality. Hmm. Yeah, sure. Could be. But, I mean, it's, it's kind of yeah. neat. That it looks like paper, you know. Yeah. 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 So that's super, super fun. I'm excited for issue two, which is going to be written by Kate Heron from Marvel Studios Loki and Sex Education. That's cool. So. Yeah, I'm excited for the next issue. This is a off to a really good start. Uh, hey, uh, if you guys are enjoying what we're doing here, you please should like and subscribe on YouTube. And then also hang out with us on Facebook and become a Patreon by going to patreon.com slash Johnny Destructo. J-O-H-N-N-Y-D-E-S-T-R-U-C-T-O. Um, yeah. And then what else can you do? You can uh, just freaking come and hang out with us. That's, that's it. That's what you should do. 
Yeah. Um, Tell other your friends. It is, yeah. it is low effort, high impact activity. Just like, comment, subscribe, say hey. You, could, you, you don't even stand up. Is it? It's true. It's true. Literally, you're already standing up. You don't have to sit down. Yeah, you don't have to go Let's put do pants whatever. On. You don't have to put pants on to help us out. And that is a yeah. rule across the board. Yeah. And that should be a t-shirt. You don't have to put pants you on to help me out. You don't have to put on pants to help us out. Yeah. It's just, just uh, nothing but bangers today. Mm-hmm. Multiversity Teen Justice number 1 from DC Comics written by Ivan Cohen uh, or Ivan Cohen and Danny Lohr with art by Marco Faia. Kid Quick, the future state Flash, and their fellow heroes, Supergirl, Robin, Aquagirl, Clarion, the witch girl, and Troy, take center stage in a miniseries that rocks Earth 11 to its core. What is Sister Blood's true mission among the lost souls of New York City? Can Teen Justice get through their growing pains fast enough to learn the answer in time to stop it? And what role will the mysterious Raven, the brooding hero who has refused to join the team in the past, play? In the ultimate battle, the secrets of Earth 11's newest heroes and villains unfold in DC's most exciting new team title. Mm. Didn't finish the book. What about mm. you? How much of it did Brian, you read? Brian, did Noel die? Oh, there he goes. No, he, I thought that was the beginning of the music. Is that what you expect to happen if Noel dies? Yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> what did you think, Brian? Do you like this team justice? I did like it. That's one thing that I thought about it. Um, I like this, I thought. <laughs> um, so at, at first I was reading it and I was like, oh, it's a gender-swapped uh, DC universe. What an odd thing to do. And then I was like, oh, it's a previously existing gender-swapped uh, alternate Earth. That's cool. You know, just... Uh, I just, I just wondered why they had done it. And then I was like, oh, right, this is one that already existed, but this is the, the next generation of those characters. Um, yeah. I think we've seen these guys before, too. That, uh, well, it's reprinted in the back of the book. That aspect also kind of took me for a loop. Uh, I, um, the first chunk of the first couple of pages, I, I was just like, okay, so why is, yeah, like, this, why why is this more than just kind of a gimmick? Like, what's right, like, right, right. other than like, just the pitch. Okay. Yeah. So then yeah. when I found, when I realized that it was like a previously established and you had a superwoman and a, a Batwoman mm. and a, a superwoman and you're, and it was from like the sixties, the earth two, 11 or whatever it was. I was like, Oh, this is legacy. That's cool. Fun. Mm. I have a couple of things to, to interject. Yeah. Remember when I was like, right I didn't there. read this book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just happened just now. I just had it. I remember that. Uh, turns mm-hmm. out I did. Oh, and you oh, wow. you remember it? And I immediately you read the whole thing because and I immediately a forgot. Thing. Yeah, oh, okay. I didn't read the backup. I, didn't and I didn't know that this was legacy characters from a pre-existing universe. Didn't either. Yeah, how did you know? Well, that's just kind of how I read I, it. And I kind of remembered it, 11. and then yeah. I looked up what Earth Eleven was, and I was like, oh, oh yeah, 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 those guys. They were in. Um, you know, I thought that they were in. The Jeff Loeb run on Superman, Batman, Batman. Superman, Superman, Batman. Um, and then, but it says it said somewhere else that their first appearance is is somewhere else. But I think there have been maybe multiple Earths that are very similar that are kind of hmm. like this. I will I will um, look it up after this, but I think it was also hmm. in the multiverse guidebook. I think you. I think so. Yeah. Just like established, um, you know the 
female male versions of these characters yeah. and vice versa. Oh, I like Jeff Loeb, Jeff Loeb and Ed cool. McGinnis. Yeah. 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 When they were Superman, kind of Batman, through different worlds. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just didn't, I didn't know enough about it when I started reading the book and it, it, nothing, it didn't grab me. I was like, I don't know when it comes to any kind of opening salvo pitch gimmick mm-hmm. novelty, whatever it is, like that's how you hook me. And then like now convince me. And it just took a little while to like, okay, I get, I get the novelty. Mm-hmm. But why for the purposes of this story? And it, it, that whole opening sequence was just kind of noise and it didn't yeah. really click until after that. Right. Mm-hmm. So when I was, I had told JD earlier this week when I did, I only read the half, the first half and was like, I don't know if I like it. I think it's just, it's almost like it exists just to exist. It's not really very good yet. But then the second half, I really dug. I loved the. I really liked the sister blood reveal. That's weird. Um, enough to like. Sinestro. Yeah, that's just weird. Yeah. And I liked the backup the, a lot, even though it was a reprint. <laughs> yeah, I meant to read it. I think I probably did read it when it came out, but I don't remember it at all. Uh, the backup's um, great. I also liked the intro character, that girl that shows up who's run away and helps them out in their first fight. And I'm like, Oh, is she is this hook of this story is that she's going to join the the team that they're on. And then she ends up going to the uh, sister blood cult. But I have a feeling I, I was so, out I was so, right I was so, I guess the word is bored. I got, I was so bored by the first like five pages of mm. this issue that um, the, the, the opening kind of, the opening text and the opening kind of like monologue kept throwing me off. Uh, mm-hmm. And I tried to, I tried to articulate this to JD and it didn't come out right. And I probably still won't come out right, but you've got, we've got the, we're introduced to this character who's very visually striking with, with magenta hair and, and piercings and the world around her is portrayed very muted. Um, and she's talking about how she just blends in and is very anonymous. And as it's presented on the page, I'm like, there's nothing anonymous about you as it's showing me, like as the camera's mind's eye is showing me, it doesn't feel like there's anything anonymous, maybe other than how you feel. So like the book, I just, I had the opportunity to start picking at things because the book hadn't hooked me yet. Mm. You know, I think she says she feels like she doesn't have any friends though. Oh no! Yeah, I, hang on. Where's the? Yeah. What's the actual dialogue that I tried right out on that? Gigi is a pro uh, when it comes to anonym, anonymity. At this point, originally Georgia, she used to say her friends called her Gigi, but when she's being honest, it's been a long time since she's had friends. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, I like. I took it so as like self isolated or just isolated. You know that kind of yeah. thing. Um, so weird. I really liked Kid Quick's outfit, and I was like, oh, you know the. I guess she is the version of um, Kid Flash, but then says no, the quick. yeah the, you know she says the nine x mm-hmm. oh man how did I not just not remember it three x two nine y z four a there it is um, and it's an even better adaptation of the Johnny Quick uh, costume than it is you know the Kid Flash costume you know it's it's similar to that and it looks cool. Um, I'll be honest, something else that threw me is I just saw that right away, and I thought that Kid Quick was the non-binary Flash from Future State that they told us we were going to see again. And so the intro threw me even more, because I was like, 
I didn't pay attention to the rest of the characters on the cover as much, uh, so I doubly didn't know what was happening. Um, that's not the non-binary sorry, just quick. That is the non-binary. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Right? Does she later? Do they later become the Flash? Because they're the Flash. Oh you know? yeah, because in the in future state they become the Flash. Oh okay, okay. So, so this in, is in the future they'll be the Flash, but right now they're Kid Quick. So this is still that character, oh. but as a Teen Titanish sort. Yeah, because I wasn't. I guess we just haven't seen the characters that she is with. Oh right, because the future state characters we yeah, saw her I, home universe. I was, I was their home universe. I wasn't sure either uh, until yeah. they revealed their name, and it was Jess Quick. I'm like, oh, this is the same Jess from right, right, okay, future state. Yeah. Oh, closer, <laughs> closer. There it is. Yeah, that, that's them. It's a cool flash costume. Yeah, much cooler. I like that flash costume yeah. a lot. And Dan Mora art. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, the Sinestra thing at the end, I don't know what's happening with this. Yeah, and it's a Green Lantern, so the, the Green Lanterns are the bad guys. Like, I don't, what's going on? What you are think they? so? Or is it that she hasn't, like, revealed that she's bad yet? But then why is Kilowog, which apparently is a gender-neutral name, on, uh... <laughs> Whatever planet. Oh, I forget the planet that Kilowog is from. Um, I I don't know. All I like whatever they're setting up. I, I I mean I can't. And this is part of like the way it's revealed. They're farming something from feigning as a cult. No good thing comes mm-hmm. from that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. I'm like, if it's if it's Sinestro like extracurricularly thinking of doing good by doing something shitty, great, but as it stands, the Green Lanterns are established as the adversaries here, and that's interesting to me. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I'm curious too. Second half was better than the first half. Absolutely. Mm. Agreed. Yeah, the beginning mm. was very by the numbers. Very paint by numbers. Yeah, a very introductory sort of thing. Like, yeah, for sure. here's who I am and what I'm all about. Yeah. Uh, says each character in turn. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to Thor number 26, Marvel Comics, written by Donny Cates with art by Martin Cocolo. Thor and Hulk's epic rivalry continues in the fourth installment of the character's 60th anniversary crossover celebration. Thanks to Odin, Thor now realizes the gravity of Banner's situation and its connection to that mysterious, violent incident in El Paso. But when Iron Man's interference causes more harm than good, our two rivals face shocking changes that change the stakes of the battle. For good. I mean, it's only a battle. It's just, it's a battle. But I guess it changes the stakes of the battle till that particular battle's over. I mean... Yeah, the stakes have actually remained exactly the same as when they began. (laughs) Have they, though? Well... The stakes stakes have inversed. So we have a Hulk Thor and a Thor Hulk now. That shit is cool. That was it's so dumb. I, it's so dumb. I like this is it. the dumbest goddamn book, and I enjoy the shit yeah. out of it. It's so fucking. This stupid. is what this is what Donny Cates does. He does this big comic booky shit yeah. that I go, oh, that's so dumb. Give it to me. Give me more of it. I love it. I, you know what? I think it's about tone. Like it, it's, it's. He's just so earnest in the presentation of it. Like it really is somebody that's like over your shoulder, being like, wouldn't it be cool if, or isn't it rad how? Like, it's not done in, in a... I feel like if it wasn't earnest or genuine, then it would feel like, oh, they're just selling 
action figures. And yes, they want to sell action figures. Yeah, but, I get a Thor Hulk. Action but I right, me too. But, <laughs> but he is still he. I feel like he loves the shit out of this just as much as we're enjoying it. So it comes across oh, that way, that. and not just as like a manipulation. Um, and and I, I as as stupid as this was, and as obvious as it is in hindsight, I I didn't guess that in the moment. I like no, I, I didn't I didn't guess me it. either. Yeah, I'm I was like, like oh wonderful. shit. Thor is, is hulking out because of this other story element that oh, it makes sense that Thor would hulk out, but uh, you know, this the Mjolnir was right there all along and Odin's with him. That definitely could have happened, but I didn't see it coming at all. Like, until yeah. not even a panel early. And, you know? and in the Thor book, they established that the the spirit that wasn't, uh, you know, the living storm that was inside Mjolnir was corrupted by Mangog. So is now no longer inside the, the the hammer, but it's Odin. So you have this side quest part of the book where Banner is trying to convince Odin to let, and we don't know it until the last minute, but let Thor wield the hammer because that's the only like logical way or at least narrative way Hulk? to get a Hulk, yeah, sorry, to get a Hulk Thor. And I was like, yeah. ah, this is so yeah. stupid. I love it. Yeah. 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 Now I am back and forth about. That kind of stuff from Donny Cade. Sometimes he writes something, and I'm like, "That's awesome." And other times, I'm like, Ugh. "No thanks." <laughs> but uh, but this one, this issue, that's awesome. That cool. I definitely am more into his Thor run than I am his Hulk run. Me too. Yeah. Right now, they've they've come together in a really fun way. Mm-hmm. But I definitely look more forward to Thor than I do his Hulk. He does the mythological aspect pretty well like he gives it that kind of vibe and um grandeur and some of that is the art but yeah um and yeah he's the cool paces that he's put thor through the what if this wouldn't it be cool ifs that he's put thor through like wouldn't it be cool if he became the herald of galactus i've been on board with i've thought those were largely cool um whereas the hulk one i haven't kept up with but the ones that we've read i'm like "Eh, i think um the Hulk book is more in line with what the uh, Venom book was like. Uh, it's mm-hmm. a lot of groundwork and just kind of like art displays at this point. Mm-hmm. Like it's just a couple of breadcrumbs of good ideas or interesting ideas, but it's mostly a, a bombast kind of book. Whereas Thor is a lot more um, twisty and turny. Um, yeah. But yeah. we're like 26 issues into Thor, so he's pretty established. It's, it's only been... Yeah six issues of Hulk before this kind of crossover. Although that first so arc I, of Thor was like, Oh, it was it, phenomenal. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. Um, but I did like, there's just, there's longevity. And also too, like he did riff hard on Aaron's run, whereas it was, it's a bit True. of a hard turn from the immortal Hulk book. Immortal. Like yeah. it's starting from scratch a little harder. I don't know. I, I, I agree with you guys that it's of the two books, it's not the strongest that he's like got ongoing at Marvel right now, but I'm giving it a little grace because I, yeah, it's still early days. I, I checked out of Venom a little early, let them build up and then read it in one chunk and was like, what am I missing? Oh my God. And I, that's how Hulk feels. Right on. Yeah. yeah. This banner of war has been a really fun little crossover. Mm-hmm. And it very uh, succinct, well-paced. Yeah. You know. Super it's, fast. It's quick and fun and concludes the next issue. 
Does it? We'll check it out. Is yeah, it that's in, what it says. Is there an yeah, Omega issue or something? Or no, it's no. concluded in Hulk number eight. Yeah. Is that coming out that's soon? Weird. Yeah. You think they would have done an Omega issue? Yeah, they did yeah. Alpha. They do like to do that kind of thing. Um, but maybe they wanted an equal amount of each, and he was like, "This is the amount of story, the issues it should be." Yeah. And for once, <laughs> maybe, maybe that was, was what happened. It's wonderful. I like yeah. these. Both these books are fun, and it's cool that he yeah, cool pulled them Thor together. Cool costume too, right? Yeah, I, I like that new Thor costume. There. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's move on to The Ward, the last book of the week. The Ward number one from Dark Horse, with, uh, ri- written by Caven Scott, who I know from Star Wars novels, and art oh. by Andres Ponce. St. Lilith's is a secret hospital for supernatural creatures. The personnel are overworked, and the facility is underfunded. It's a place and a life Dr. Nat Reeves thought she left behind, until a wounded woman with a tail appears on her doorstep. ER meets Hellboy. That is exactly what this is. Yes. 100% this is a just supernatural ER. What if there um, was a hospital where these creatures came into? This is story. Yes. That's <laughs> yeah. the whole thing. I'm not entirely... I think as a one-shot, it was cute. As an ongoing or a miniseries, I don't care more than this one issue, I think. Mm. Um, unless someone tells me, you got to read the ward number two. I don't think I'm going to stick with it. What did you what think? I told you oh, Brian, if you told me the ward number yeah. two is the best comic book you read all year, yeah. I'd ask, did no, no, what did you think? Uh, and then if uh-huh. he told me, if he told well, me he agreed if, with you, then I'd probably read it. If Brian okay, cool. told me that it's one of the best comics you read all year, my response would be like, you read a comic when it came out? Oh, mm. point, point, I didn't just hit the stack. Uh, I mean, or or I we begged you to read it. Yeah, he does read the yeah. comics for the show. It's because we like it's like homework. <laughs> it's an implied beg. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> an implied beg. <laughs> uh, Brian, what did you think of the book? Uh, I beg you. It was, I beg of you. Tell us. <laughs> I grant it to you. This it was fine. Oh. It was. Uh, it was yeah, cool. same. yeah, it was. Um, a, the, the tale of what if what if the fantasy world had this aspect of the real world mm-hmm. uh, or this aspect of the real world dealt with the traditional fantasy world kind of thing. Um, and as far as that goes, you got a, a cool story about the, the main character and she goes that she's going to work in this hospital, but she's got a history. That's fine. Um, I probably wouldn't read issue number two either. I'm not that interested in the medical drama type story. Um, so whereas I am interested in seeing a world where all these creatures coexist and they sort of exist in a modern world, I don't think this is the setting that would, that would get me to, to keep reading. I was, uh, I was very, very impressed. Did you guys ever watch ER for any consistent amount yeah, of time? A few episodes. Not I was, I was very impressed with how they captured that format. And so much as the show, it was about the people, but it wasn't structured linearly where it was, I'm going to follow this doctor and their trials and tribulations. It was all really set in, like it revealed information about the people in the context of what they're trying to accomplish, who they're trying to save or whatever they're trying to solve for. Um, And this 
captured that balance really, really well. Like it gave you a bunch of nuggets in only 22 pages. It gave you a bunch of character nuggets. It introduced an entire world. There was a, there was a full murder mystery in the middle of this that was concluded with just a little bit of like breadcrumb for the next issue if they want to. That was well done. It was, it was that, like, like the, the pic- mystery that was solved. Yeah, as, was, as much as well put it together, right? As much as I yeah. am not like super interested in this concept or or just procedurals like this, or even Hellboy style like a world behind a world type books, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. I read this and I was really really impressed with all of that it accomplished, and it didn't feel it didn't feel small, it didn't feel too big. And it didn't feel rushed. I was just like, this is like a really solid ass comic book. It may not be for me, but it, it was really impressive. Like think about all the things that they accomplished in this book. And it didn't feel like a chore. Right. Yeah. Like I would recommend this to somebody, but I, again, I don't know if I would read issue two, but I would totally be like, Oh, do you like ER? Are you a big fan of like this? Like you should absolutely try the ward. Yeah. I would like to know if issue two is good. I would like to know if issue two, I would like to know if issue two carries a thread or if this is a Mm. kind of like an anthology book. So like the preview for issue two, uh, kind of alludes to like a troll, uh, birth Mm. or like an emergency, uh, delivery. I, I would love it if they really did. Cause again, episodes of ER, the characters moved along with it. You learned little pieces of their stories, mm-hmm. but it, it really was a new episode. Like you could jump in at any moment and it would just be yeah. Yeah, yeah. shit in hospital. And this is how it can go wrong or right. And this was saving who we don't. I would be impressed yeah. if it continues that way. And just mm-hmm. like almost like an anthology book. Right? Enough stories. Yeah. You know, I mean, they had an interesting enough story for this, uh, medical procedure yeah. kind of thing. Or two medical procedures, kind of thing. I'd also like. I think it would be fun if Wilfred gets involved like every time, <laughs> but he's constantly having his memory erased. <laughs> there's like something going on with Wilfred. <laughs> he's actually the main character. Yeah, yeah. He just he just never remembers it. Right. <laughs> I wonder if this is a mini or an ongoing or I I. As much as I'm probably not going to continue this or put it on my poll list, I would totally like revisit this or see how it's doing because there's something there. It just maybe yeah. not be for me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Anything else? You want to talk about anything else before we split? Not Bruno, that's for sure. Oh, speaking, of, we were yeah. talking about um, Bruno, um, Miss Miss Marvel, and we um, uh. I had an interesting interaction with somebody who, uh, what's his name? John Vargas on Facebook. Or Dawson. Um, Sounds like a I, fake name. I was, uh, well, I'm sure it's a fake account, but like I was having a conversation with a bunch of people on, under a thing about Miss Marvel, uh, the TV show. And um, uh, I was going back and forth with a couple of folks about racism. They seem to be really mm-hmm. upset about this show. It's just existing. Uh, and so this guy, John Vargas, I have no idea who this guy is, shows up and starts yelling at me about my Asian wife and how I'm a white oh. savior because I'm oh. not mad at Miss Marvel for existing. 
I don't mind representation and all that sort of stuff. And you were kind so enough to marry your wife. Is he? I was going to say, is he implying that. that you did your wife a favor because she's right. not white? Right. I, I'm, I'm not sure what that means. Um, gave her that gift. That's confusing. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, I, yeah, I, yeah, it was very I, confusing. I blessed um, her yeah. with I mean, my the, whiteness. The bigger thing is that he went through my, like, Facebook and found my wife. Mm. Yeah. Um, and so I blocked him. I was like, that's freaking creepy and weird. And so I blocked him. And then after I blocked him, I found that he had like sent me a message request where he like talked about my wife's business. And he's like, oh, oh I hear Philadelphia is nice in the summer. Like he was like purposely threatening yeah. my wife. Yeah. Um, oh, that's and so I was like, don't respond. Don't respond. This guy's a piece of shit yeah. coward. Don't don't yeah. even bother. It's all, you know, nothing's going to come of it. Um, and of course, it was from a completely locked down Facebook. That you can't see anything in it, anything. Um, and I was like, just, just leave it alone. It's fine. I was, I was mad though. And then my wife sends me a message today that says, what's this about? Apparently when he messaged me, he had also messaged her. Oh. Yeah. That's how upset he was about Miss Marvel um, huh. existing. Do you remember he, what like, you said my to wife's... him? Oh, I don't, I don't remember. I was never talking to the guy. That's the thing is I was talking to other people. Oh. And then I mean, he do you... showed up. What was just for anecdotally? What was maybe the worst thing you said to somebody on that thread that could have gotten him all knickers in a twist? Oh, that if you're not, you know, it was one of those things of like, uh, oh, I think someone had said something about her bracelet. Oh, how convenient, you know, how uh, creative her her um, her bracelet is part of her culture. Uh, Real clever writers, Disney. And I said, do you bring this kind of energy to Captain America who wears a literal flag as a costume? (laughs) <laughs> and real on the nose like, Disney what about Mus- uh, why Muslims uh, how come we care about religions uh, and I said do you bring this sort of energy to Daredevil who's Catholic like do you get mad that Marvel is talking about Catholicism as a religion you know it's stuff like that um, I guess to be fair I kind of do bring that to Captain America I'm like a flag yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean I, do you have a problem with her bracelet <laughs> no, I like it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I feel like, I feel like uh, uh, ornate uh, piece of jewelry from your culture is different than a uh, jingoistic yeah. representation yeah. of individualism or, or nationalism. Yeah. Sure. Nationalism. Yeah. Nationalism. Yeah. 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 So anyway, that was my week. I was like, just, yeah. like, just ignore it. Because I was like, I'd already blocked him. So I was unblock him and I'll write something back and then I'll block him again. I was like, don't do that. Don't do that. But then of course, Sean showed me that he had sent her a message too, threatening her. Um, Really fucking spooky, man. Really people out there like you, you guys are, you're real mad about Miss Marvel. Send those messages to Facebook. Be on alert. Things are crazy these days. Yeah. I already reported them. Yeah. That is probably a good idea. Of course I reported it, but yeah, yeah, I think anytime I report anybody to. who's a racist piece of shit, it always comes back like, oh, this doesn't really, uh, uh, what's, the, what's the word? It doesn't um, violate our community, community guidelines. Yes. It, yeah. never, it never seems which is to. Al- which is also something that, I mean, you don't need to protect speech that doesn't offend anyone. And so that is something that needs to be held up as well. That, you know, it should be difficult for somebody to have repercussions for their speech. Mm-hmm. And unless I'm going to think of the speech is you know I'm going mean? to come to Philly and veiled threats oh, against yeah. my wife. I this, feel like this particular person, yes, that is okay. not something that should be left. But you know, you were saying like they usually comes back 
like this does not violate. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. Usually yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. some racist garbage. Um, yeah, yeah, Robert Monroe. Yeah, I already reported it. Thanks, buddy. Um, yeah, but be on the well, lookout for John Vargas. To respond, you know, yeah. yeah, like on the street, probably a guy yeah, in a trench coat. He's, he's out there with a buzz cut. Yeah, I if I was gonna guess, he is white. Uh, what makes you say that? Just a hunch. Uh, <laughs> just a hunch. Um, but I, I. He, is. he might, but he might be. Oh, oh yeah, no, he's he he's is a, a he is an oak with. <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, 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 I. What sucks is that it could he could literally be like a a nineteen year old angry incel, but he can also yeah. be a forty five year old fucking adult that mm-hmm. has really needs to talk to somebody. Yeah. The funny if thing that is that is other people in the conversation that I was arguing with, like I was arguing with other people who were assholes that got this guy riled up. And even those people were like, uh, yeah, man, you don't talk about other people's families. Yeah, Knock yeah. Knock it off. Like, that's not uh, cool. You know, yeah. This ain't, well, that's yeah, this ain't and he could do. also be, like you said, it could be a fake account. He could be somebody with the express purpose of riling people up with he could, no particular thrust behind be, his, like no beliefs of his own just to yeah, rile people just to, up. It could, uh, look, I, I don't know for sure, but it's, it's probably Rob Patey. It's, it's probably <laughs> an optimist, he does an optimist douche sock account. JD. He just That's wants true. you like yeah. to get under your skin in some manipulative yeah. way to get what he needs from you. Classic Rob. It's full Rob. Uh, so be on the lookout for John Vargas. He's he's out there. He's out there. He's gonna get you guys. Um, he's hiding under your bed. Bar- John Vargas. He's what's hanging Rob. out in John Tinian's uh, the closet. James Tinian's closet. In, closet. in that closet. Yeah, James, cool, T- James oh, Tynan. I, I didn't read it yet. Oh, oh it's good. so good. I think you. Uh, there's a couple of books that I have not yes, read in the last two weeks because I, I uh, it was a closet. I didn't read Flashpoint Beyond. I didn't read. I just focused on the books that we're going to talk about this week, guys. It's a lot of comics in the world. I ordered, um, since we're just hanging out, I, want to see I ordered, I, you know, da- Dan Hip is. is one of my favorite mm. illustrators. If you it don't know Dan happy. Hip, uh, he is, um, he's sort of the look behind Teen Titans Go, but he's one of my favorite illustrators and he, he makes all these stickers. And so every time his prints and stickers go up for sale, they're gone like that. Like before I could even mm. click the link and put something in my cart, it's just sold out all the way down. Mm. But this time, I wound up ordering his sticker pack. I'm gonna show you some of these stickers. I'm gonna go full screen here. I want Dan Hip stickers. That's cool. Wolverine, (laughs) Scarlet Witch, Mm. Hawkeye. Sweet. Um, I don't even know what this, it's Spider-Man, but wearing a knit sweater. He's got things coming out. Oh, those things are knit as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's got Iron Man on the back. This is that's a that's a wild it's a, sticker. Ooh, a Star oh, Wars. And, and they're together in the bottom. That's nice. Oh. So okay, so this this is Boba Fett and Mandalorian. But if you'll notice, they're doing the uh, Predator, you son of a bitch, handshake. <laughs> mm. Yeah. <laughs> 
It's a nice. <laughs> oh, that's oh, a cool man. Batman. Is that the Robert Pattinson Batman? Yes. You think? Yeah. Uh, Just tell me these aren't the greatest stickers. Those are all vigilantes. Those are, those are great stickers. JD, I think yeah. you gave me some uh, What We Do in the Shadows stickers by him. That, uh, that one's cool. Slimer. Uh, oh, no. Those were... Um, uh, the the ones you're talking about are um, Kyle Starks. Oh, okay. Hey, they were cool. <laughs> how where, how did you find out about awesome. these sticker packs? I want one. I'm not he's kidding. Got, he's got all three, sp- he's got all three Spidey men. He's got all, all three, three Spidey men. Answer my question. How did you find out? Uh, they, I follow him on Instagram, and he said, hey, there's a sale going up now. Mm. Oh, excellent. Raven and Starfire. This is what I get for not looking on social media enough. Yeah. Oh, look at, oh, look at this. Speaking of Bat, Batman. Mm. That's cool. Strays. <laughs> it's covered in. Like she has a thing for strays. And then, oh, look at this. Mighty. It says Mighty in the background. And it's a sh- it's a shiny Thor mm-hmm. and Jane Foster Thor so playing yeah, their playing their hammer and axe as guitars. Yes. yes. So anyway, oh, there's there's a Mando reading baby Boba baby Yoda Boba Fett book. So That's yeah, cool. I got that. And then I did some commissions. I'll show you some. I I got asked to do a <laughs> lizard. Ah. A classic lizard. I did that one. That's cool. And then oh, that was cool. That's very classic uh, comic style. JD. Thank you. Oh, oh, very nice. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's cool. what I'm doing. Oh, and then oh, I, I lost a sticker. Here's one more sticker. Galactus. Hey, it's Galactus with the Earth or a planet. Yeah. Looks like the Earth. So yeah, I just thought I'd share. What do you got? What's up here? Oh, never mind. That's the comic. You know what I saw a little while ago? There was some TV show. I don't remember what it was, but it approached the Earth. And it was not from the vantage point of in front of North America. And I thought it was pretty cool. It was just like, oh, yeah. Why would it always come in from that side? You know? Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. That's funny. Was it Star Trek? I forget what it was. 50-50 shot that it was Star Trek. (laughs) It was something I saw within the last one year. <laughs> Perfect. I feel yeah. like I was there next to you watching it. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that too. <laughs> All right, guys, should we get the frick out of here? Right. I gotta do my Let's FOCs. Yeah. All right. Your fox. Uh, bye. Thanks for hanging out with us, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to Spoiler Alert. Check out all our shows, including the Cannibal Horrorcast, where we review classic and contemporary horror. Oh, it's so spooky! And Gutter Talk with the Black Tribbles, recorded live every week at Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex in Nanyang, PA. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>